Coming up on podcast 1627, the Paris Auto Show this week with EVs from Renault, Stellantis and the Chinese brands. Stick around, I'll tell you more. Also on the show today, BYD rolling into Europe. BMW still not convinced that EVs are the future. And the GMC Sierra EV Denali is looking luxurious. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world. EV News Daily, your trusted source of EV information for Tuesday, 18th of October. My name is Martin Lee, and I've been through every EV story in the last 24 hours, so you don't have to. And this pot... And the podcast this month is sponsored by And Charge. Grab the app from your app store and complete the challenges to earn rewards. This week, they have a high-level reward on Ionity Chargers. Answer five quick questions about the location, and you could be paid 10 kilometres per station. 60 kilometres can then be redeemed for five quid's worth of credits and Amazon vouchers. Not only do you earn credits if you do those challenges in the app, but any you solve at the Ionity stations. And it's not just about reporting the charging stations that are not working correctly. Often it's just updating the pictures and the state of the chargers. And so they will pass that information back to the charging networks. Download the And Charge app from your app store now. We'll kick off with news of the Paris Auto Show. Renault, Stellantis and the Chinese brands are turning up. Renault's sporty bit, Alpine, following Formula One this year. Yes, you'll have been seeing a lot of Alpine. It's what they're using to promote that bit of Renault and the they have an electric SUV coming. BYD, the big global EV maker that gives Tesla its run for their money. The Atto 3, A-T-T-O 3. It's a compact crossover. There's also a mid-size crossover called the Tang, and there's a mid-size sedan. Watch out, Model 3. It's called the Han, and they're at the Paris Auto Show. Uh, the Fisker is there, Henrik Fisker's Ocean. Uh, mid-size SUV, going to start the production with Magna in Austria on November 17th, and they're currently hunting down a US base, by the look of it, to try and uh, assemble those vehicles on North American soil to get access to the tax credit. Great Wall Motors are turning up with their Aura sub-brand and the Funky Cat. And Renault's Mobilize brand, that's what they're kind of calling their mobility bit. Duo is an electric quadricycle, kind of replacing the little Twingo. Um, one of four dedicated EVs. They've got the Mobilize limo, and they're making that car for ride-hailing. And I've got to be honest, yeah, it's a bit of a bland box, but I kind of like it. Uh, somebody sent me a picture recently of it charging in Spain. On a, it was in camo. I think it was in camo. And I was looking at the front, thinking, "What the heck is that?" I didn't understand. I didn't know what it was. It wasn't a Neo or a BYD or an Xpeng or any of those Chinese cars coming to Europe. Until somebody in my comments pointed out, uh, "That's the Mobilize, but you can't buy it. You can't go and buy the Mobilize limo. It's only for ride hailing." But you know what? It looks like. If you are in the market for probably a cheaper version of the Model 3, uh, a little handy-dandy sedan, I, I, I liked it. Big full screen behind the steering wheel all the way to the middle of the dash. Far nicer than you think it would need to be. If you hopped in one of those and that was your Uber driver, you would feel pretty lucky, I think. You'd be travelling in style. Uh, also, Renault showing off the new Kangoo. That's a small van. Uh, that's been out like 10 years now. Uh, so the small van Kangoo was in need of a refresh. The E-Tech 
has uh, uh, option of the Kangoo E-Tech seven seats aimed at families who would have had a minivan and want to do 177 miles or 285 kilometres. Link to automotive news in the show notes where that story continues talking more about the Paris Auto Show. But China's really turned up in strength. The list of no-shows is quite notable. Stellantis are there, but not with Fiat, Maserati, Alfa Romeo, VW aren't there. Audi, Porsche, Seat, Skoda, nope. BMW, nope. Mini, nope. Hyundai and Kia, Genesis, nope. Jaguar Land Rover, nope. Toyota, Lexus, Mercedes, Subaru, Volvo, Ford. I could go on. Auto companies, writes Forbes.com. Auto companies are finding it more economical and effective to launch products when it suits them. The Polestar 3 was done last week in Copenhagen. Didn't share any headlines with any other cars. Mercedes did show off their EQE SUV at the Motor Show, but they did an unveiling on Sunday before it started. And Volvo are launching their EX90. That's the electric version of the XC90. Man, I I really love the plug-in version of the XC90. Is it called the T8? That is a nice car. Not that I'm into buying combustion cars anymore, but if if my wife twisted my arm and said, look, we're going to get a plug-in hybrid. Not that I think she would, but if she really desperately wanted that little safety net, because she's not you know, she worries and stuff about charging, and I understand that. If she if she just wanted, you know, one pure EV on the driveway and then one plug-in hybrid that would hopefully do nearly all plug-in miles, I'd push her towards the XC90. Man, it's a nice car. The EX90 is all electric, of course, and uh, Volvo are launching that next month and not sharing the floor with anybody else. Now, let's talk about Great Wall Motors. They're turning up with their good cat, although it's called the Funky Cat, in European markets. The Good Cat GT, which is the first time I've seen this. I did not know that there was a Good Cat GT or Funky Cat GT in Europe. What? This passed me by. This is nice. It is the similar style front end, but, uh, you know, longer, more practical. I'm liking. And the Next Aura Cat, all on display. And uh, the good cat, sorry, funky cat in Europe, is on sale right now. I think the first one in the UK that's turning up a the dealerships that they have contracted, that they're not opening up their own ones. Um, I think it's a Bristol uh, dealer this week has got their first ones in and handing them over to customers, I believe. Anyway, nice little car, that, the funky cat, uh, with rear collision avoidance, 360-degree camera, adaptive cruise. Not cheap, though, well over 30 grand for a very small car. Now... If I'm paying that, I'll get the Fiat 500e, even smaller, but I'd go city car. Anyway, yeah, anyway, um, Stellantis are debuting their electric Jeep, and in doing that, I've told you about that already this week, and in doing that, pledging a new energy target. The CEO, Carlos Tavares, telling CNBC yesterday that Stellantis will use their own sites to generate half the energy they need to make EVs by the middle of the decade in the next two years. Uh, they'll open reservations today. No, I think it was yesterday. It was on Monday. They opened reservations for the Jeep Avenger, all electric, and they want passenger sales in Europe to be all electric by 2030. So in eight years' time, seven years' time, Stellantis, Europe, full electric. UK is going to be banning combustion at the end of the decade. The EU goes 2035. Norway's 2025. So that's about right. Stellantis saying that the US, they think that they'll be at 50% EV by the end of the decade. We'll see, though. 
Now, in a separate interview with CNBC, the CEO of Mercedes-Benz, Ola Kalanius, um, offering up an insight into their goals, saying they will also plan to develop wind farms in northern Germany to generate their own clean, green electricity. Now, BYD are taking on the likes of VW and Tesla with their vehicles at the Paris Auto Show, which opened to the public today, by the way. Tuesday's the first public day. Uh, 20% of the world's electric vehicle sales come from Europe. It's the biggest market after China at the minute, and it was the number one last year. It overtook China briefly. The European Commission, like I mentioned, 2035, the combustion ban. BYD starting in Germany this year. Next year, France and the UK. They're going to make right-hand versions of their, right-hand drive versions of their cars. Uh, like I mentioned, the Atto 3, which is a small SUV. 420 kilometres of range, um, and also the Tang and the Han, um, starting at €38,000, that's $37,000. Meanwhile, are the Japanese turning up to the Paris Auto Show? Are they heck? Uh, You see none of the Japanese operators there. Toyota and its peers uh, are still very much wedded to hybrid and nothing to shout about with electric vehicles. Yet, BMW's CEO says they are committed to hydrogen And that worries me. BMW is pushing forward with their hydrogen plans, according to the CEO, Oliver Zipser. In an interview with Bloomberg today, he said that the next automotive trend is going to be hydrogen. And I quote, after the the electric car, I mean, when you're starting, after the electric car, which has been going on for 10 years, uh, the next trend will be hydrogen. When it's more scalable, hydrogen will be the hippest thing to drive, end quote. Oh, dear. Um, Obviously, English isn't his first language, but I don't think I'd ever describe hydrogen as the hippest thing to drive. And frankly, BMW, you're almost 20 years into this experiment. Back in 2005, they built 107 series um, based on hydrogen power, and they went nowhere. I mean, they drove somewhere but they didn't go anywhere. Um, Even in 2020, they unveiled the iX5 hydrogen, made 100 of those um, and dotted them around Europe, US and Asia. Ever seen one of those driving around? Nope, didn't think you had. Even though rivals of BMW, Mercedes-Benz and VW have both publicly scrapped their plans for fuel cells, admitting hydrogen may well have a place in terms of as a fuel, as a energy store, for commercial, for shipping, aviation, possibly. Um, Other car companies that have got their heads screwed on have long canned any R&D in hydrogen. But BMW, full steam ahead. They can't all be right. There will be a winner and a loser in this. And whoever loses, that's going to have some expensive bills to do write-downs on. Now, we'll see. Now, coming up on the podcast soon, we will talk about the Lucid Air getting its software update and Norway going zero emissions with their public transport system. Stick around, those stories are on the way. Let's talk about GMC Sierra EV Denali. It's been teased. It's looking seriously luxurious. The um, Sierra 1500 EV teased last year, and it's the turn of the electric Denali version now. Um, It remains the big... (laughs) It's just... It's a truck. So it's a big truck front... But, of course, it hasn't got to suck air in, so it's all blanked off and it's body-coloured and it's got sensors and things uh, behind the front. But it's Denali. Now, we don't get this vehicle here. We don't get GMCs. Um, but the, the, the Denali derivative 
is not taking on working vehicles or the Ford F-150 Lightning Pro. This truck will be at the top end. The Platinum F-150 Lightning, the one that goes for $96,000, that'll be what the Denali is going for. Um, I've got a quote here. They say, it's built to tower above everything you thought an electric truck could be. That's why it's the only EV that deserves the name Denali, end quote. So um, it'll be plush, it'll be powerful, uh, 664 horsepower in the top version of the Silverado EV. You'd think it'd be the same tech under the skin. We'll find out more October 20th. They're going to show it off. Now, Lucid are unveiling their new software update, the Lucid Air's driving dynamics, already loved by many car reviewers, and the design gets praised, the efficiency gets praised, going over 500 miles on a single charge that's just bonkers isn't it however the infotainment display and bits of it can be a little bit laggy and so lucid ux2 is getting rolled out and hopefully that squashes the bugs Uh, i've got a press release here sent to me from lucid motors they say lucid air is designed as a software defined vehicle and future ready to evolve over time. Lucid's over-the-air update is the most extensive to date. Advancements and improvements, instant on glass cockpit, an instant on pilot panel, highway assist for dream drive. Yes! So the few thousand people that had that car that might not have had highway assist for dream drive, you've got it. Uh, Redesigned on-screen layouts and it's already begun the initial phase of rollouts. If you haven't got it yet, you will be getting it very soon. Norway wants to slash pollution and have a zero emissions public transport network. Oslo is on course to become the first capital city in the world with only electric public transport, writes Euronews.com. The capital of Norway hopes to reach the goal by the end of next year, 2023, as part of their aim to become emissions free. The, The transport push entails all of the diesel public transport, so things like the city buses, Uh, getting replaced, 450 electric ones arriving, costing about 48 million euros to do that. And e-buses are 5% cheaper than the diesel equivalents when they last put a tender out. It makes sense as well. A city of 700,000 people, and I've been there once, and Oslo is beautiful. And even then, we went a few years ago, this is before we had our little man, so yeah, goodness me. And even then... Uh, There was EVs everywhere, and I've not been back to Norway um, since. And I'd absolutely love to do that. It'd be very nice to uh, drive across when I have five minutes to spare, because I've got so much time to spare, obviously. Now, Tesla is launching a home charging station that works with any EV. The new wall connector, as Tesla calls it, it hasn't got the Tesla connector on the end of it. It adds, of course to Tesla's branching out into charging other EVs. They will charge CCS cars on the superchargers in North America, like they do here in Europe. That's happening, if not before the end of the year, then certainly in 2023. And they did launch the wall connector last year, I believe, um, with its own J1772 connector. But it didn't stay available. Now it's there's a new version uh, for $550 online. It seems to be aimed almost at commercial real estate because they say on Tesla's website with up to 44 miles of range added per hour with a 24-foot cable, multiple power settings, and a versatile indoor-outdoor design, the Tesla wall connector provides unparalleled convenience with power sharing to maximise existing capacity, automatically distributing power and allowing you to charge 
multi multiple vehicles simultaneously. So uh, if you want to get yourself a Tesla wall connector but haven't got a Tesla, you can now do that. And it's a pretty decent price for some good connected hardware. Question of the week takes a break for now, but it will return. And thanks to our premium partners for putting this show on the air because we couldn't do it without any of our Patreon supporters. Phil Roberts of Electric Future, Brad Crosby, Porsche of the Village in Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East, Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East, National Car Charging on the US mainland and Aloha Charge in Hawaii, Derek Riley and the EV Review Island YouTube channel, Richard at rsev.co.uk for buying and selling EVs in the UK, Octopus Electric Universe, it's global public charging made simple with one app and one map and milbrookcottages.co.uk. Book yourself a break, you deserve it, maybe even before Christmas, actually, or maybe a Christmas break. <gasps> I've not checked their booking calendar. Uh, you can at milbrookcottages.co.uk. Have a good one, see you tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.